You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here, hosting Right Side Radio. And like the man said, yep, solid, conservative, just plain right. So I've got somebody here in the studio with me that I'm, that I'm glad to have with me. I've known him for a bit. I've known his family for a bit. Uh, Jamie Grant uh, is excited to announce his candidacy right now for the Alabama State House of Representatives in District 29. That's over in Etowah County and, and, and surrounding areas. I think it has a part of, what, DeKalb and, uh, and Anderson, part of Calhoun County, too, right? Just touch Calhoun. Colonel, thank you for having me on the yeah. show today. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, listen, uh, I'm going to tell the folks, so... Uh, yeah, you, you, you grew up here in, um, in Etowah County. You're also a combat veteran, 22 years in the Alabama National Guard with the 20th Special Forces that I used to be a part of. Yes. Um, you were a senior communications intel advisor. You got a Purple Heart for, for duty overseas, um, among other awards, including the Combat Action Badge. Uh, you also spent a lot of time, though, as a guardsman on full-time orders assigned to the Alabama National Guard's counter-drug program. Um, a lot of folks don't realize uh, we've got uh, we got green suitors that coordinate directly uh, with law enforcement on issues of counter drug um, because it relates to things that are beyond the usual norm of uh, law enforcement. Yeah, so what, I mean, the kind of the history on that is way back in uh, really the eighties, eighties and nineties. Uh, there wasn't a war, right? So uh, so Miss Reagan decided that we needed a war. I guess start the war against drugs, and so the, that's when the program started. Uh, was late eighties, early nineties, and that's and I got on it in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we um we we literally uh and Jamie, I'm gonna up your mic a bit just to okay. make sure we got good sound. Uh, but uh but but yeah, so you did all that time with the counter drug program, which I think originally uh, uh what did come out of the Reagan era, and then uh, uh you actually after a, a number of years doing that, when you hit retirement age uh, at, at, as a master sergeant, which is hard to believe that. Uh, you know, you, you retired as a master sergeant after all those years. Man, it's a long time. I mean, uh, who, who would have thought that I would have gotten to an E8? Man, E8 ain't nothing to sneeze at, though. That's 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 a lot of hard stripes. Um, but you're also now uh, serving on the uh, Etowah County Commission, and you're currently the commission president, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? I am. I'm a commission chair uh, just by rotation. I uh, just happened to get on. Uh, I was elected in November, and I rode in the chair in, uh, in January. Okay. So you are uh, – you are now uh, you are no um, stranger to being in office, but now you want to run for House District 29 in the state legislature. So I'm going to ask you this question, bro. Uh, having been down there, are you sure you want to do this in Montgomery? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, so yeah, it, it's just a leadership position, right? And so as an E8 in the SF unit, being a leader is 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 kind of what 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 I what I knock and what I do, and I think that that's what we're missing. Uh, in in this county is is that leadership, and I want to make sure that over the next four to eight years that that we have somebody in position to that can push this county and this district in the right direction, so that there's leadership here that's that's willing to take the brunt, even when things go bad, not just not just taking the glory when things go good, but here to say, hey man, this is I'm your leader, and I, I'm okay to make a decision, even if it might be a bad one sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll take it. Well, and and I, and I and I appreciate that because uh, that is also a rare quality in politics. Um, but uh, you know, that being said, uh, Montgomery—it's a different ball game than being on the county commission. Um, 
I mean, both of which involve working on behalf of your constituents, doing things that you need done. But is there any certain thing that you got a passion for that you're hoping to do when you get down to Montgomery? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, education is huge. I mean, I was, I, on the counter-drug program, I was all the time uh, with, I guess, dealing with kids. Uh, and so and so education is huge on my heart. Uh, so I want to make sure that our education program is right. I want to make sure that our Board of Education guys are, are teaching the right curriculum. Uh, and, and you had talked about critical race theory a few minutes ago, and I want to make sure that that certain things are not taught in our in our our, our education system. Uh, I want to make sure that it, our our guys in blue, girls in blue, have the protection, you know. And I want to make sure legislation is put in place that that. And I think that we're missing that a lot is that we have mayors and we have council members that have no idea what our guys are going through on on the ground, and they want to put policies and procedures in place that that don't protect them. And that we need somebody that says, "Hey, man, I've I've done, I've kicked a door in. I've kicked quite a few doors in, mm-hmm. and and w- I want to put things in place that protect our guys when they go out every day, and not not handcuff them when they're protecting us." No, that's huge, and you're right. I mean, and we'll in a minute we're gonna uh, sort of unpack uh, my personal angst that I'm not hearing much of anybody talk about right now, which are some new policies in Birmingham. We'll get back to that in just a minute. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I will say this, that one of the things I discovered when I got down to Montgomery was I, I'm not going to be an expert at everything. And so I had to bring what God had done in my life to bear and find my niche. And, and, and you certainly spoke to two niches. I mean, you've got a passion for education, partly because you're experienced seeing kids in the counter-drug program, which is a... a yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I see kids when they, when they make bad decisions and get and, and unfortunately get on drugs as they got older. And so I, I have that passion for, for the education part. But then law enforcement's the other one. So, you know, I, like one of my buddies when I was there uh, was a guy named Bill Holtzclaw. He and I decided not to run again at the same time. So he's, he's, he's out fishing now or something. Yeah. I mean, I see him on... All I see him is him, him, him casting a, a line in the water now on the social media. Uh, love the guy though, and he um, his passion was carrying his military experience into legislation that related specifically to the military. Mine was the same, but I also had a passion for fiscal development or economic development, uh, and so that became like my niche. So I, I could see you working those niches. Yeah. Um, any, anything else that's yeah, like well, and I'm a business owner, right? And so yeah. I know the need for economic growth, right? And and I want to hashtag build 29, right? Uh, or, or rebuild 29 because we have Gadsden used to be the fifth largest city in Alabama. Right, and we have quickly declined from that, and so we have got to bring infrastructure back to to gas in, in the area, and so I want to bring jobs, and and it can't be certain jobs, you know. Well, obviously the people have spoken on what they won't, not want here now in in Gadsden. Well, yeah, and for those who aren't familiar, we got a serious issue going on right now with uh, right next to the Gadsden Airport. Uh, and full disclosure, I'm one of the attorneys working in that case against the idea of this. Is they got that uh, chicken rendering plant that they want to put right smack next to schools and neighborhoods and businesses and the airport, literally on the on the edge of the tarmac on the drop zone where you and I used to jump. I've jumped there many a times. Oh, I know, bro. And I, <laughs> Sometimes and I was, don't land very well. But. And, yeah, I know. And I was also a jump master and a pathfinder. I had yeah. to set that DZ up, and I can't imagine having 140 foot stall uh, chimneys right there at the edge of it. And so they're. I mean, so you're going to be running for House District 29, which is not as impacted by the possible rendering plant, but the county's impacted. But the so county how- is, and the people have spoke. You know, I mean, and, and we got to bring something here. You know, and not we can't always be, you know, picky about what jobs we want. I mean, I, I've had plenty of jobs I didn't love. You know, I used to work at a mobile home factory. Did I hated it? You know, I worked I mean, eight, ten hours a day at seven twenty-five an hour. Right, killed me. But we have to work sometimes. And so we can't always be picky at the ones we get. But when the people say we don't want something, 
Well, we have to listen to them. Yeah, because you know, that's who we work for. I mean, I work for I work for the people. And that's exactly right. And uh, and you do right now, even as a county commissioner. As a county commissioner. So, well, listen, um, it, it is. Uh, it's interesting that you've got this level of experience in both the military and the law enforcement. And um, in about the, 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 the minute and a half we have before the break, describe for the folks what this counter-drug program is that you were assigned to as a green suiter uh, uh, in, in the military. All right, so, uh, so I started, I was, uh, I was an intel guy. I was a criminal analyst, and I was assigned. I started out with the U.S. Customs in Birmingham, and then I was assigned to different uh, narcotics user, uh, units throughout the throughout the states with uh, Calhoun County, uh, Blunt County, Cherokee County, in the last uh, 10 or 12 years with Etowah County, assigned to their drug enforcement units. And so we would uh, go out and do, I'd help them do drug raids or, uh, or do, I guess, the paperwork for them uh, as they went out. So I have a lot of experience with uh, with their, their intel side or their uh, drug side of their, of their world. And, and that program is ongoing even still today. It is, yes. Yeah, been going since uh, 1988. It was uh, originally they would fly around and, and find the marijuana growing, and then yeah. we evolved over the years. Uh, and so now we have guys in uh, DEA, FBI, uh, HIDAs, um, all over the state. Yeah, and, and and National Guard, I guess, being Title 32 status, which which is different than the active duty Army, which is Title, Title 10, 10. Yes, uh, means that you can be put on those kind of orders uh, to, to do work. Yeah, to assist the uh, lo- local law enforcement because because back then these guys get so spread out and there's so much going on that we want to give them reinforcement so they can uh, fight the good fight. So early on in my uh, military career, I was the platoon leader for a LERS company, which for those who are listening is a long range surveillance. It used to be called LERPS in Vietnam. Now it's LERS. Anyway, a recon company. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had one of my teams that was on a counter drug program for the state of Georgia at the time. Yep. They had and, a big uh, program over there. And 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 I and I literally was uh, in town one day, went to pick up a friend who was in town staying at a hotel, and some of my guys came walking out of the hotel, and I said, "Fellas, what are y'all doing here?" And they looked around and go, "Sir, don't say anything." <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because we would uh, like, I guess we're good out in the woods. So if we were on a meth lab, marijuana patches, we would actually take the law enforcement guys out through the woods because we we're good at land navigating. And, and take them out in the woods and lay on a marijuana patch or a, or a crystal meth lab for hours or days at a time. Well, there's things in this state and neighborhoods in this town that uh, a lot of folks don't even recognize are really there. And and, uh, and there's a whole world out there that you've seen that a lot of folks haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> we have. I mean, I've, I've seen, uh, seen the poorest of the poor and, uh, and the crazy of the crazy. Yeah, I guess you have. Well, listen, uh, we're going to head into a break here. Jamie, uh, if you'll hang on, I want to come back and talk specifically about some policies that the city of Birmingham has put in place that I, I think are detrimental to uh, law enforcement and perhaps even put them at risk. That sounds good. All right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We'll be right back after this. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. I want to jump right back into the conversation here on Right Side Radio with Jamie Grant, who's in the studio. Before we run out of time, I want to hit on some things. So, so Jamie, you got plenty of years kicking indoors and um, and working with the uh, the counter-drug programs uh, through your capacity assigned from the National Guard. All right. Yep. That being said, I, I get bugged. And, 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 I, and I kicked in a few doors downrange with breach teams on targets, but it's different atmosphere. Different atmosphere. Altogether different. And I, and I totally acknowledge that. So that being said, though, city of Birmingham caught my attention recently when the mayor of Birmingham, who's about as woke a mayor as we can find in Alabama right now, 
uh, enacted a policy that he said they will no longer be doing uh, no-knock warrants and using flashbangs on entry. And my first thought was, well, those are both what I would call um, less than lethal use of force. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they are done in order to promote safety for the officers themselves and allow surprise. Correct. Your thoughts on the idea of, of, of reducing the ability of the officers at the door? Yeah, so, I mean, I think you need to completely have faith and trust in your commander of your of your JSOG or your SWAT, whatever you want to call, whatever. I don't know what Birmingham calls their guys, but, I mean, here in Neville County, we call our guys JSOG. And and I believe the sheriff and, and the mayor here have complete trust in our JSOG commander, right, that says, hey, if, if we're going to sign a warrant and we're going to do a warrant, have we met the criteria that we're going to use? Have we done our due diligence and our intel work? Are we going to use a flashbang or are we going to do a no-knock? Because obviously if it's a no-knock, it's, it's a felony warrant. And so if we're going to that capacity and that we need to run a no-knock warrant, we have to have faith that our guys know what they're going to do and that we need to run this. And for the mayor down there to put out that they're going to run no knocks is going to crush the safety of those guys down there. Now, I read it, and I don't know if he's completely taking them out or just wants to get make it more difficult for those guys to run those. And yeah. the use of flashbang. Now, now obviously, we're going to, the, to, the, the, to a bad guy's house into his neighborhood. So he has the advantage, and we need to do everything we can to keep that advantage when we go there. And so, I mean, you cannot keep strapping our guys' hands down when they are protecting protecting us every day. That's why I'm saying we got to put legislation in place that says, and if he doesn't trust his commander or his search warrant guys, then, then put somebody else in place. Well, and that's the thing. I think what we're seeing right now, and I think I'm not mistaken, it was not too long ago that the um, – uh, the, the the police union uh, or police benevolence association down in the Birmingham area they they issued a uh, statement of uh, non-support for their chief so they they got issues in leadership down there regardless and that, and, uh, and, and and I understand what we, as as we get promoted you've seen it you know and and you're a colonel and and you've seen it as uh, as we're training right once you get to that status oh it's all about my job man but it's got to be all about the guys on the ground we have got to continue to protect our guys on the ground. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And and that was, and I'll never forget. Maybe one day soon, maybe I, I tell you what. Maybe after the next break, I'll tell the story about when Colonel Mize, uh, Ole Mize, sure. our Medal of Honor winner here locally, came to see me right before I went to Afghanistan and basically told me that very thing. Uh, I'll tell that story later. But but for right now, what so so as somebody who has been uh, uh, on these uh, you know these Search serving warrants. the warrants and serve, serving warrants and, and and having to go through the doors. Um, you're saying that you do believe that policy is is bad idea. I believe absolutely it's a bad idea because now you're now you're telling the bad guy, well, he's going to stand there and knock on the door and say, hey, I'm coming in. And he, I mean, if he's back there smoking crack, if he's smoke, if he's shooting up meth, that puts him in an altered state of mind. And no telling what he may be doing behind that door or in another room, a, a chance to barricade himself in, a chance to run out the back door, or grab a hostage, grab a hostage. I mean, there's so many things, and they're not going to do. Uh, I mean, like, if there's a child in the room, if there's a child in the in the room, if there's a o- older person in the room, we're not going to use flashbangs because we've done our intel work. We've had CIs go in the room or what have you. So, I mean, our guys are smart enough and good enough to know what we're going to do and not going to do when it comes yeah. to using it. We have a matrix in place. We have a risk assessment in place. We're going to do those things, and we're going to do the right thing. Well, I think I think you said it best, brother, when you said it a moment ago, and we'll have to wrap it up here, is that uh, – 
mayors like that need to trust the boots on the ground to do a good job and stop letting social justice get in the way of, of law enforcement. Absolutely. Hey, listen, folks, that's Jamie Grant, who's running for House District 29. Uh, we're glad to have you on the show, brother. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for your service, especially your Purple Heart service. Uh, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back after this. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN.